Monday, new day, new week, March 13. Toby and TJ with you. I am back at the Roland Ranch after a whirlwind of a week, TJ. Woo! What a week. What a week. Kansas City and Houston and just gobbling up dubs. Well, in Houston well, anyway. In Houston, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're back. We're back. We're at least for now. We headed to Wichita tomorrow night for more baseball. Eck Stadium, 6 o'clock. I know we got some listeners up in uh, southern yeah. Kansas. Make your way out. and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Peyton Toll, one of the exciting, most exciting players in uh, college baseball up in Wichita. I assume he will not be on the mound tomorrow night. I hope not anyway. But we will have to deal with him at the plate. And then Big 12 play begins this weekend. You going to be around, Tej, when the frogs come to town? The be what around. are they? Uh, be what Clark Kellogg called them? The, the Texas Horn Frogs. Texas Horn Frogs. Uh, Six thirty Friday night. Four o'clock Saturday. Two o'clock Sunday. Big Twelve openers coming up this weekend. O U T C U at L Dale. Looks like it's going to kind of be chilly all week. I mean, fifties, but. Not a lot of rain in the forecast, so that'd be fine. Yeah, just throw on a sweatshirt, TJ. That's all you need. Get out there, throw on a sweatshirt, root on the boys. Softball today against either San Diego State or South Dakota State. Uh, South Dakota State, by the way, was at Kansas this weekend, TJ. So they just, you know, they just hopped down from there. The Jackrabbits. Thunder win last night. 120 or no no 102 to 90 over San Antonio so they they complete the back to back they beat 
New Orleans and San Antonio. And the Thunder right now would have a playoff spot. They are tied for ninth. They would be the 10 seed as of today. There are four teams tied at 33 and 35. This is razor close. They can make the NBA NBA playoffs but could not qualify for the NIT. Amazing. Who did I say? The Sooners? (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just talking about the Thunder. If this was a oh oh, because they got a losing rules. record. That's right. Yeah, yeah I got you. Um, uh, fourteen games to go. They played sixty-eight, so fourteen games to go. Um, one game out of seventh, two games out of sixth. Um, I mean, from let's see, from fifth place to twelfth place in the West. Separated by two and a half games. Clippers, Warriors, T-Wolves, Mavs, Jazz, Thunder, Lakers, Pelicans. Those teams all separated by two and a half games. So every night is huge now. Back home against the Nets. Tomorrow night? Mm, Yes, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. SGA did not play last night either, and they still won. Given that abdominal some rest. All right, Kendall Pettis. Oh, boy. Um, He's going to be fine. Spider bit him. Dad gum spiders. Got down there. uh, Didn't feel it. Friday night, he's warming up for the game. The ankle hurts. He's got a bump on his ankle. He's rubbing on his shoe. He's warming up. He comes in, gets Luke the trainer, and says, I wrap this up or something. I got a bump on my ankle. So they wrap it up, and uh, he plays. Instead of being in the field because it's hurting a little bit, they put him at DH. Takes a couple of bats. He's like, I don't feel it. I'm I'm hurting. So they take him out. They get back to the hotel, and they examine it a little closer, and he's he's got a bite. He's got a spider bite. And that thing just kept getting bigger and bigger as the weekend went along. And it was nasty. And he had great fun calling everyone around every time he would, uh, you know, I'm sorry if you're eating or something, turn down the radio for a second. But every time he would depus the thing. Oh, gross. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll see. I mean, everybody reacts a little differently to venomous spider bites. It was a, the projection, TJ, is it was a brown recluse, not uh, not knowing right. for sure. But that seems to be the popular opinion. He's uh, he's going to have to take some medication. And have you ever had a spider bite? Not that I'm aware of, but I've had my body inspected in ways and in places you don't want to be inspected looking for a spider bite. So I hmm. teased you about that when you said he uh, got bit this weekend. That's what they thought caused my Guillain-Barre syndrome. So... Um, they were looking for a spider bite. For a spider bite in I, uncomfortable places. They're like, maybe it's here. Maybe it's here. Maybe it's here. You got a spider <laughs> hey, bite here. There's no bite there. Like, okay? No, I didn't get bit by a spider that I know of. So that's the first thing I thought of when you said he got bit by a spider. So uh, luckily, it's in a spot is quite visible and everybody can it's see. Just it. yeah. above his ankle, mm-hmm. and um, we'll just have to see how he responds to medicine. I got bit by a spider when I was. 
I can't remember if I was a senior in college or if it was right after I graduated. I was either at SNU or, or working at SNU. On my elbow, kind of the uh, inside of my elbow. And it started out at like that. Like I got a bump there and it's kind of sore. And then it just grew and grew and grew. And that, I had a bruise that ended up probably being eight inches in circumference, black and blue. My whole elbow area turned black and blue. And then the middle of it, where the bite was, started to kind of slowly peel away until I had a hole in my arm about, I don't know, half an inch deep maybe. Or not, yeah, half an inch maybe. I mean, it was, maybe that's too much. Maybe it was not quite that much. But there was a a visible hole in my arm where the spider bit me. And a giant bruise. And it was extremely sore for a long time like i couldn't bend my elbow so and i was on medication and and everything so i don't i don't know i I would like to think he'll be back out there tuesday night against wichita state but i don't know how sore it is how hard he he was walking and dressing every day but you could tell he was limping a little bit and i don't know how soon he'll be back I, i it just depends on how bad the spider got him and how you know how uh immune or not immune he is to that kind of a thing mm-hmm. he's a much better athlete than i was when i was in college so maybe hey, he'll, he'll young much, healthy he'll, he'll be fine those things are nasty he may not though, play dude. tomorrow night but i would think by friday he'll be okay you think by friday he'll be okay i would think so you get uh you get a couple of days of that medication in you and everything it'll start trending to the right direction i think Bad thing was his whole family was in town. Oh, man. That does stink. Yeah. He's got family in Houston, and his parents came down from Chicago to be there, and there was a whole Pettis section for the uh, series this weekend down there. They're all wearing their Pettis jerseys and everything. He couldn't play because the spider bit him. Houston's the worst, TJ. The worst. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. Traffic, weed in the hotels, spider bites, <laughs> Uber drivers. <laughs> get out of here before they get in our league. we got to go down there and play them all the time. Uh, I did get a little bit of insight into what the uh, baseball side of the league is probably going to look like next year. It sounds like they're going to play. I mean, nothing's been official yet, but it sounds like they are probably going to play 10 conference series in the 13-team Big 12 next year. And probably that will be the case in the 16-team SEC when we're there as well. So well, as we part, won't play everybody. Well, as part of that, though, will they make sure that, say, Bedlam and Texas are still a part of that rotation for OU? We were only in the 13-team Big 12 for one year. Right, 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 right. And I'm just talking next season, I guess, yeah. Yes. I I am 100% sure that Oklahoma will play Oklahoma State in Texas next year. Okay, okay. The I figured that would be the case, but. What two teams would you pick to not play? I'm not. I I think I know what it's going to be, but nothing's been finalized, and I'm kind of sworn to secrecy. But let me ask you, what two teams would you pick to not play if you can 
if there's two teams we won't play next year? I would say Kansas. This is baseball we're talking about, right. folks. And now that I've just seen them this week in Houston, I'll go Kansas and Houston. Well, as Drake learns every time he goes to one of the Disney theme parks, sometimes dreams come true, TJ. Sometimes <laughs> dreams come true. Yes! We shall see. Yes! In due time, we shall see. But I think that's how it's going to work. I think, And then not everybody's going to make the Big 12 tournament, and that's they got to figure out how many teams they want there, you know? Um. I, I think they're going to have to have more than eight. I don't think you can lop off five teams from making your conference tournament. What do you think? you got 13 teams in your league. How many teams make the tournament? Maybe invite them all. I don't know. Hmm. That seems a little too much because you're always worried much. about pitching and stuff that time of year. And so, Yeah. I think I'm fine with 10. 10? Yeah, I'm fine with 10. Give, give some buys? Mm-hmm. There's a reward for finishing, you know, do it like basketball. The top six teams don't have to play, and then you got a 7-10, 8-9 game on opening night or something like yeah. that. no, I like that. I like that idea. And the bottom three teams don't make it. And you're going to have to figure it out in the SEC, too. I think the SEC invites everyone. Don't no, Or they just do 12. Uh, Kurt would know. Anyway, they got some things to figure out there. Then when you get into the SEC, there's going to be five teams that you don't play every year if they do ten conference series. Um, but Texas will be one of them. I mean, that, oh, you and Texas are going to play in everything. That's for sure. The question then is, what happens to Bedlam? That'll be the very interesting thing to follow because there's hard feelings there, but all the fans want them still to play. How many times do you play? Where do you play? And this is beyond baseball. This is softball. This is basketball. This is wrestling. This is everything. It's just too easy to schedule in the other sports to not do it. Like, hurt feelings or not. It's too easy to schedule. It's it's financially uh, a win because you don't have to fly anywhere. Right. Just a drive. And it is – and the fans want it. It's a It's a – automatic big crowd whatever wherever you go in whatever sport you play bedlam is going to be a big deal so yeah it's going to happen just a matter of how much how often you know is it a one tuesday night every year they just get together now or do they play a whole series against each other in the non-con um south carolina and Clemson play a whole series against each other in the non-con. Florida and Florida State play a whole series against each other in the non-con. I don't know if OU and OSU like each other enough to schedule a whole series against each other. You know, I mean, OSU's maybe too mad to do something like that. I don't know, but um, that that will be fascinating going forward. Okay, that's that's probably we've probably met our baseball talk quota. We could take a break. Um, Quick segment of hitting your text messages when we come back. And then Jenny Baranchek going to join us at 8.30. Her team has their draw now for the NCAA tournament. We will talk to the coach coming up. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. 
The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino. Simply the best. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by RK Black, your office management leader, office technology solutions, network solutions, scanners, documents, whatever you need done. They'll uh, hook your office up, network it up, where you don't have to Google it up on how to do it. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Big shout out to Johnny from Yukon. Two big boxes of Hertz Donuts just arrived. Nice. Courtesy of Johnny from Yukon. Thank you, Johnny. I am, man, I'm donuts today, man. Jeez, man. You're going to get fat. There's one that looks like Cookie Monster and a Reese's Pieces and one with cereal on it. And uh, Thank you. Thank you. The guys will appreciate that. i got to start that. coming to the studio to do the show more often. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should do that. Uh, I did not know about this till I saw it on the text line. I had to go look it up. It says, how about you two congratulate Parker on getting engaged? Yeah, congratulations, Parker. I, I didn't see, see that. This. Here's the thing with Parker. I don't know why. He, he'll Something will get brought up about him on the text line or somewhere, and I'll say, I didn't see that. Parker's stuff does not show up in my Twitter timeline for some reason. I follow him. He's not blocked. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those algorithm things that he doesn't pop up much on my timeline. I don't know why, because I'll go and search him and then look at the stuff that he posts, and you would think that would put it into my feed then. So I didn't see that until uh, someone texted that this morning and saw. So He's got congratulations. Him yeah, he talked her into marrying him. Well, I'm surprised that he had a girl. Like, Parker's a very private guy. So this was shocking news to me that, uh, what was her name, Rebecca he, he, exists. He didn't bring her around the station or anything. <laughs> I knew that he was. I thought he knew that he was dating someone, but I didn't know it was to that that point. So, congratulations! Yeah, congratulations, awesome. Parker. Um, what is the password for the bracket challenge? The dash ref, all lowercase. The dash ref, all lowercase. I, I, Drake, you know, we really need to help Drake next time. That's a terrible password for. That is actually a good password for Drake. My man is so scared of getting hacked with anything. Normally his password's like uh, Garofaluffle, star, star, exclamation point, dash, 17759499. Well, we be able to access this, though. <laughs> this is not a privacy situation. Like for years, you and I had it set for Holiday Ricky. That was every, it was easy. Everybody just went and <laughs> typed in Holiday Ricky. That was a great Ricky. password, yes. <laughs> that was a great pass. And Drake's like, there's no characteristics. Yeah, I got to put a character in there. We got to we least add a dash. Bra- we ran this bracket thing for years by ourselves. Oh. All of a sudden, Drake up and goes, well, I got it all set up two weeks before <laughs> the thing starts. <laughs> Who asked you to do that? <laughs> you did, because you've yelled for years. Can someone take this over and please oh, do right. it? Yeah, and then Drake's right. like, I'm going to help Toby out and do it. And then you're like, hey, who does he think he is taking this over? <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Drake. Uh, Toby should have rushed his bracket, then compare it to his thought-through bracket, see which one pans out to be better. All right, I'll do that. Uh, Ian Rappaport this weekend. Bucks seriously considering one Baker Mayfield. I saw those reports. I don't like that. I didn't like that. Why? Seemed like uh, a weird fit for me. I don't know. I'm just picturing Baker in a Tampa uniform. You like him in that color uniform? I don't or think so. A little I don't orange think so. in there? I don't know Maybe where I was browns. envisioning Baker, but 
I don't know if I love the idea of Tampa Bay. They're going to be rebuilding and tinkering with the uh, the franchise and stuff and what direction they're going. And I don't know. I just don't think it's a good spot for him. <laughs> Drake said the dash ref is super complicated if you're a toddler. I'm not saying it's complicated. I was just like the word the in there is weird. Like the dash ref. Like, I don't know. It's just a weird password. How about ref? How about KREF? About uh, Super Califragilisticexpialidocious star star seven five nine seven five seven five dash four. I think it's great. I think it's great. And I use dollar signs instead of the S. That throws them off. <laughs> I'm very appreciative for the help. Yeah, sign up for our bracket challenge. The dash ref is the uh, password, all lowercase. I bet it was a Froghorn Recluse. That gives you the power of mediocrity, is what this texter says. I really hope he gets hot after this. And, like, and, I really want him to well, have superpowers after the spider bite. That would be a great storyline. What has to happen is, like, he has to have a huge weekend power-wise. Maybe hits a couple of home runs, gaps a couple, and then has a flying catch over the wall. Where uh, like he did last year, you know, when he flips over the wall, and uh, like this one though, he springs up and takes a home run away or something. So he casts a web out of his <laughs> wrist and <laughs> captures the foul pole and slings himself. Right. We got a Spider Man and a Spiker Man in our outfield now. Pretty good. That is pretty good. Uh, pressure's on you, Madron. Madron. Come on, Madron. Okay, we we got to get a break because uh, I told Jenny Baranchek eight thirty. So uh, let's get a break in here. When we come back, Coach Baranchek, her team headed to Los Angeles for the NCAA tournament. We'll discuss the draw right after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Sooners headed to La La Land for the NCAA tournament. We welcome in now the head coach, Jenny Baranchek, OU in Portland, coming up on Saturday. Good morning, coach. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you today? You know, my voice is a little gone, but other than that, you know what? We're going to get ready to go play in the NCAA tournament. So is there anything right. better than March Madness? I don't Nothing think so. Nothing better. you got five days to rest up that voice until you need to start yelling at the referees again on Saturday. You'll be ready to roll by Saturday. So, Well, what do you think of the draw, Coach? You know what? You, you get there, you, you sit there, and it's like, okay. You know, you start watching your opponent. You just throw yourself in, and you just go into game plan mode. So I think – I mean, Portland had a great season. They won their conference tournament. They upset Gonzaga in the final. Um, and it was a great, great game. And they have great balance. And um, we're just excited to play. So I think, you know, going out to California, I'd love to be closer. But at the same time, we're really excited. Oh, boy. Are you okay to do this interview, Coach? I feel uh, bad for Sorry, no, I just get now. a little excited. No, we're okay, good. Okay, very, very good. Um, I mean – they can't, you, like, you popped up immediately when the show started last night. You didn't even have time to kind of settle in and enjoy the drama or anything. You know, isn't that the truth? Now, I will say it's a lot better than not popping up. Yeah. But it is nice <laughs> sometimes to be able to watch. Well, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, you got to – do you know anything about UCLA? Have you watched them much this year if you, if you get to the second round? When you get to you the know, second round? You're right. So I haven't necessarily studied them from a scouting perspective, but they have a great tradition. They've done 
they went to their conference championship as well. And they upset Stanford in their conference tournament. So that gives you a little perspective. But uh, And Corey Close, she's, she's done so much for women's basketball. So you do follow a little bit the success that they've had. Um, but you're 100% right. you got to go and you got to get that first one before you can ever get to that second one. Man, you get to play in one of the historic venues in all of college basketball, Poly Pavilion. Uh, very, very cool. What was your takeaway from your time in Kansas City? How did you feel like you guys played up there? Well, I feel like we had obviously some moments. You know, when we played TCU in that first game, um, you know, in TCU upsetting Kansas, man, they played well. I mean, they played so, so well. I mean, Kansas had literally just beat them by about 30 points in, you know, less than a week prior to that. Um, and then they come back and they beat them. They played like they had nothing to lose because they didn't. Um, and then they were really hot when we started that game. I felt like as we started to settle in the game, we got a lot better uh, until the fourth quarter. And then they made their run to come back. And um, I will say I feel like, you know, having Maddie Williams be able to come back, I thought was huge for us because we weren't – that was more of a game-time decision. So she played some limited minutes but was able to at least be in there and play. Um but, man, I mean, you talk about end of games, and, you know, I'll put our team against anybody at that point, right? And it's, it's pretty phenomenal to be able to see how we can close out a game. Now, the next game in Iowa State, it sure felt like a home crowd, and it was. And you know that from yeah. the men's side as well. I mean, yeah. Iowa State just does an incredible job of bringing their fan base with them, especially to Kansas City. So we started really, really well, and honestly, that first half, we didn't have a great third quarter, and came back and gave ourselves a chance. We were within six, and they just needed to get some stops. So what I really want to focus on this week is just getting back to who we are. we got to get healthy. You know, we had a couple little things here and there. Um, so we'll get healthy this week and really focus on who we are as we head into, the, into March Madness. How is Maddie? You know, I feel like she's done so much. She's not 100%, Toby, and we know that. I mean, we've seen her be so incredible. But she's, she's 100% in terms of her focus. She's in t- 100% in terms of her energy. Um, and so this, these next few days, they're going to give her a little bit more time to get a little bit closer to that. Um, but, she, you know, she sat there after the game, and she talked about with the media when everyone's asking her all that, and she's like, I don't care. I just want to be with my team. I just want to play. I want to close out. And when you have that kind of mindset, amazing things can happen. You are the queen of the four-second plays sideline inbounds. I don't Slobs. know about that. Uh, no, I mean, what took two of the last three or four games here just beautifully executed plays at the end of games. Well, when people make shots, you look really good as a coach. Isn't that the truth? I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah but, I mean, they were great plays. I mean, yeah, they were, it, the backdoor I, feed in Norman and the I – I guess that's the play that was drawn up in Kansas City there against TCU. But it, it was beautiful. Yeah, no, it was. I know. I think it threw everyone off when they asked what the first option was. They asked Skyler what her first option was, and she's like, well, I was it. <laughs> and so, that can't be right. Amazing. <laughs> I know, and it was, and she's right. But, but, I mean, I think what also is when you have so much in terms of balance and you're scoring, there's so many different options to be able to put the ball into different people's hands. And so you've got a Maddie Williams. You have a Taylor Robertson. You know, you have an Ana Yunusa. You have so many different players. I mean, Liz Scott has made game winners. So when we've had that many people that have done that, um, then you don't know where the threat's going to come. And so it, it provides a lot of one-on-one opportunities. I love 
Love, love, love the ability to advance the ball. Uh, I, I, know. I really I hope know. the men adopt that at some point. So I know. It's game-changing. It's yeah. game-changing. Even when it's against you, you know, you don't like it at that point, but it just <laughs> adds a whole different element of the game. And then I think the other thing, other than the exciting part at the end of the game, I think the other thing that's so great about it is you really have to save your timeouts. You have to yeah. manage them. So you don't just call timeouts to call timeouts, right? And so not that people do that, but there's most people that we're not calling timeouts in the women's game in the first half unless you need it. And so that's something because we don't lose one. We get to keep them. So that's also a difference. So it's a nice flow to the game, and the players have a lot more control in the game sometimes. Yeah. You start with three, Good right? Bad. Good and bad. We have four. You have four timeouts, but you don't have to use one in the first half. That's what you're saying. Okay. Exactly. Yep. What do you feel like is your team's best asset that would allow them to make a run in this thing? I think our best asset is our depth and our pace of play. And that's what that's what we've got to get back to. Uh, we've got to get back to being able to just get up and down and to be able to move the ball. That's our best thing. And I think the other thing, to be honest with you, is our rebounding. And we are a very good rebounding team, not the last couple games. And so that's something that we've got to, again, get back to our identity, get really hungry and practice this week to get better so that it comes out in those games next weekend. It is difficult to get ready for a team that you haven't seen before in, in a short amount of time. But also, don't you think that is going to work to your advantage here? And you mentioned the pace of play. I mean, you're good. The Big 12 knows what you're about by the end of the year and to some extent are ready for it and schemed up on it. But now here comes a whole wave of teams that have not seen your style, and it's going to be tough to get ready for you in a short amount of time. Well, that's the hope. That's the hope, you know. Um, and, but I also, you know, I've been on the other side. I've been, that, I've been that 12 seed, you know, and so I know how hungry you are, and I also know how different you are to get there. And I know the pressure you're under to have to win your conference tournament to get there. So you're playing your best basketball at that point. So that's, you know, that's that side of it, right? But I yeah. do agree. And then you also look at in the Big 12, and I know you guys talk about this on the men's side so much, but, I mean, we're playing people two or sometimes three times a season. That's a lot. That's a lot to play people. And so you don't even realize that. We were supposed to play, not supposed to, but TCU upset Kansas. If we would have played Kansas, that would have been the sixth time we played them in two years because we played them last year in the conference tournament. So it's just kind of, you know, it, it's crazy how that works. But I do agree with you. I think you know each other. There's familiarity. So your style of play really does come out, you know, as the season, you know, in this, in this postseason play or even sometimes in your non-conference, but especially in that postseason play when, when your conference opponents, you know, know you so well and then now you're playing somebody where, they didn't, you know, we didn't recruit any of them. They didn't recruit any of us. You know, we're in totally different regions of the country. Um, so it will be really fun to be able to play. I asked you about Maddie, but I, I failed to ask you about Anna. Is she okay? Yeah, and she was limited a little bit, too. I mean, what a bummer in warm-ups. Um, but, yeah, I mean, she's going to do whatever she can to be able to get back. And so I'm, I'm hoping that she'll be better. I mean, the nice thing is is that we'll play on Saturday instead of Friday. So it just gives one more day. And I know that sounds so funny sometimes one day, but one day can mean so much in sure. terms of these kinds of things. 
So we are excited to be able to do that. So we don't know necessarily what time we play yet on Saturday, um, but if we have a Saturday afternoon, that'll be even better. Yeah. All right. Rest the pipes, Coach. Congratulations <laughs> on making the NCAA tournament. We cannot wait to watch you, and just a fantastic season. Really happy for you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Toby. Boomer. Thank you, Coach. Jenny Baranchek, still waiting on the times, as she said, game times. Could be late. It's in L.A., so who knows? Maybe they'll tag us with that uh, midnight start, Teach, out there. But uh, OU gets Portland in a 5-12 game. If they win, probably UCLA in the 4-5. If you win that, you get the number one overall seed, South Carolina, in the Sweet 16. You know when you have those moments where your stomach drops and you're like, oh, crud, for like a split second? That sure. was uh, me when Jenny answered the phone thinking I had called Sherry. <laughs> I can and then she that. said it's Jenny, and I'm like, okay. Like, it's Jenny. She said Jenny. <laughs> Sherry was like, always was... kind of just losing her voice, wasn't she? <laughs> right. That's, uh, for a second, I was like, did I dial the right number? Oh, crud. <laughs> hey, I forgot. Uh, I haven't asked you today. Did you see the video uh, of, the, of the umpire that got suspended this weekend? Um, I don't think so. Oh, go to Twitter. Although that sounds familiar. What was that in? in? It was college baseball. Maybe I read an article on it. Maybe I didn't see the video, but uh, yeah, I read an article on that. I think. Okay, just put in umpire suspended. It's the first. It was for calling ball ball bad balls and strikes, right, or something like that. Yeah, it was the New Orleans Mississippi Valley State game. Okay. And um, it's the there's two outs in the ninth. Uh, you got to go back to the beginning because the second strike is low, wow. and the guy kind of throws a fit about it. Uh huh. Now watch down, strike three. Down. Watch strike three. This is amazing. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> it's what five feet outside and in the dirt, uh, and he not even. Up. It, it would have hit a left-handed batter. Oh yeah. Oh, my goodness. He was obviously not happy that the guy danced around on strike two, yep. and he rung him up on strike three, oh. and he got, he's got he been suspended indefinitely. Yeah, I saw that headline or saw an article or something. I didn't see the video, so I never saw the pitch. And Oh, my goodness. But he's right. The strike two's terrible. It's in the dirt. Strike two's terrible, and the, the player <laughs> jumps up and down and points to where he thought it was, and obviously the ump was having none of that. Because he said, I don't care where this pitch is, but you're done. We're going home. <laughs> We're going home. You watched any World Baseball Classic? Uh, I've seen little bits and pieces of it and kind of saw some, you know, kept up with some scores and stuff, but haven't seen a ton of it. I have a uh, little birdie just told me they are expecting the times for the women's games to be dropped at 9 o'clock this morning. So we should know here soon when the Sooner women are going to play on Saturday out in Los Angeles. Break time. Chris Plank joins us on game day back from Starkville for the crossover when we come back. It is time for the crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. 
All right, here we go. Chris Plank is back from MI Crooked Letter, Crooked Letter I, Crooked Letter, Crooked Letter I, Humpback, Humpback I. Good morning, Chris. Don't know if I've ever heard that before. Yeah, that was a song I remember when I was in school. Yeah. How was Mississippi, man? It was cool. It was cool. Um, I, I, I saw someone that worked in Mississippi State that I didn't realize had left OU. So that's I didn't always either. Yeah, I saw Joey Bailey. Hey, Joey, how about a heads up? <laughs> and, and 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 someone had mentioned that she was there, and I it, 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 I guess it didn't register with me whenever we made the trip. And then when I saw her, I was just doing the walk around campus, you know, taking pictures like some dopey tourist. And I hear someone driving by yelling plank in the middle of the the Starkville campus. And I'm like, they're Joey Bailey wearing Mississippi State gear going to the baseball game. So good for her, man. I saw Zach the Selman. O, the OU and Mississippi State athletic departments have had a giant personnel swap yeah. in the last six months or so. <laughs> we, we We've get, got a ton of Mississippi State people working for us now. We got all their uh, best people, uh, but they've got some good ones, man. It was really good to see Zach. Obviously, they were in the yeah. midst of the SEC tournament, and they got smoked. Uh, so their men's team had just got eliminated, and he ended up coming by the booth. So they—that's a really cool campus uh, from from the athletic venue. Yeah, tell me perspective. what you thought. Thought it was uh, so. The football stadium is weird. I'll, I'll send you the picture because I, I don't. I've seen a lot of Mississippi State games on TV, and I don't remember it ever really being full. But when it is full, you can tell that's the kind of place that all right, they, that's going to give them a home field advantage. But in some ways. Like Norman, not nearly the same capacity, but there's there's one side that has new suites and everything of that nature. Then there's the what I believe is the press box side, which you know could probably use a little sprucing up. But Toby, their upper upper deck, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen because there's then stairs on their upper deck that go to like this just one box of seats where there's like, I don't know, maybe 50 seats, and it's just higher up than the second upper deck. It was very perplexing to me. Um, but it was a cool stadium. Whoever had given the recommendation on the dude, uh, it's hands down the best baseball facility yeah. on a college campus I've ever seen. That's what I've heard. They actually have apartment complexes beyond the left field wall. And I've been told that's where Zach's living, Zach Selman, their AD, who just left for OU, from OU. But I've also been told that he has to get out on game day because there's you know high money donors who they they'll like get the apartment for the weekend, and when they have a home really? series, that's where they live. Just hang out on the porch and watch yeah. the games. Yeah, hang out, or or they can go in out right in front of the apartments. T row. It looked like there was a massive like almost tailgating area inside the stadium. So that was. Insane. I cannot wait to play baseball in Mississippi. Oh. Ole Miss and Mississippi State are going to be great. It was insane. So it was really well done. They're they're redoing their basketball arena, so there's a lot of work that's going on there. Rafael Palmero bought him an indoor facility that's positioned right next to, what is it, Duty Noble, as they call it, the dude. So it's yep. everything is within walking distance on that campus, at least like if you're at a football game, then you can walk over to a basketball game or you can walk over to the baseball or softball game, but – yeah, it's it's um it's a really cool campus. I'm excited for Sooner fans to be able to experience it. Obviously, especially when it comes to the baseball. Yeah, Kyler Murray, we need you to uh, pull a Rafael Palmero here, and uh, <laughs> maybe uh, Bobby Witt Jr. signed with Ooh. us, right? He never played here, but he's going to be a gazillionaire someday. Glad so. he showed up last night. We might have got run ruled by Mexico if he didn't. Um, <laughs> it was it was interesting because 
it, you, you can see where they've had to make improvements, right? Like, for instance, I mean, Duty Noble is, is, is brand new. But their original indoor T-Row that they had for football didn't even have a 100-yard field. So they had an indoor practice facility that didn't have a 100-yard field. So when Palmero, whenever it was, you know, I, I want to say it was pretty recent, bought the new indoor facility for them, it's got a 100-yard field in there, and it's used by every single sport. And then the Olympic sports use what used to be the old tennis complex. And it's funny because you always bring this up a lot that, hey, it's not like we're going to places that are, you know, everyone has elite facilities for every single sport. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right. And what was funny is they had to build a new tennis complex because they had outdoor courts. And when it would rain, like when they would have weather issues, their indoor uh, arena only had like two courts in it. So they would, <laughs> they would have to go to like a local high school or a local tennis complex to play when it would rain at Mississippi State. So they ended up building a newer facility for that. So it's it's really cool, man. They they've done a lot in a in a small amount of space and in, in I almost want to say Tuscaloosa in Starkville. And it's I, I, again, I just think it's going to be awesome for Sooner fans to experience Stark Vegas. Yeah, I'm looking forward. to Didn't it. get now, to experience any of the town though. It was all okay. campus and hotel. And uh, butt kicking on the diamond. Yeah. You you want me to tell you how spoiled I am? This is how spoiled yeah, I am. Go ahead. We played a three hour and sixteen minute game, and I was throwing a fit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, who could sit through this? And fans were it too. It's kind of a, oh, we would have been high fiving. Right, right. I was thinking about. I was like, gosh, go back to a baseball hey, game. Do we get we get paid today? That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah we played two two twenty three on Saturday. Ooh. 2.23. I'm telling you, this new clock thing, it is working. Now, yesterday was three and a half, but <laughs> Saturday, 2.23, it was a breeze. Yesterday was Chris, three and a half. An hour and a half was that last inning. Oh Have you God. figured out yet if it's South Dakota State or San Diego State tonight, or are you just going to be ready for whichever one shows up? <laughs> I can confirm it is South Dakota State. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you better be ready for both. I'll be ready for both. All right. Chris Blank coming up next. I'll see you all at Buffalo Wild Wings tonight for the big... 68 team giveaway. Have a great Monday, everybody.